Hello everyone, this is Rob McDougall from Zang Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, May 8th, 2023. So last week we had several impactful economic reports and probably most importantly, we had the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, which resulted in yet another 25 basis point increase to the Fed funds rate. On the economic side, on Monday last week, we got the April ISM manufacturing report. Came in a little better than expected, but uh, nonetheless, it was down again, or it was below the 50% demarcation line from expansion to contraction. So it was the sixth consecutive month of readings that were in the contraction territory or below 50. Also, uh, last week, we had the ISM non-manufacturing, which is a service component of that uh, particular survey. That came in a little bit better than expected and better than the month of March. It came in at 51.8 and the consensus was 51.9. So it was close. And the thing I'll say about this particular one is we had just very serious strength in this indicator uh, for a couple of years, really. And then we had a shortfall in December, which looked like a one-off and a couple of rebound uh, months. Uh, So we're now at the point where we're just barely over 50, uh, 51.8, as I mentioned. So manufacturing, definitely in contraction territory, and the services component, not too far from contraction either. So uh, I mentioned that the FOMC did uh, last week, Wednesday, they increased interest rates by 25 basis points. And maybe the biggest takeaway from it is the Federal Reserve, Chairman Powell, Uh, mentioned that the Federal Reserve was not considering interest rate cuts anytime in the future. I bring this up because it's in stark contrast to what the market expectations are. So now we watch the Fed Fund's future market to give us an indication of where investors expect interest rates to go and what they expect the Fed to do. Uh, The next Fed meeting is June 14th, um, 2023. And the expectation of a 25 basis point hike is just under 11%. So there is some chance the market expects that the Fed may push through another increase, but an 89% probability they will not. But what really is interesting is uh, the dichotomy of what Chairman Powell said and what we see in terms of Fed funds futures for December. So by the end of the year, Fed funds future have priced in the probability at 99.6% that we get at least one interest rate cut from where we're at currently. And there's a 46% probability that we'll end up with at least 75 basis points cuts by the end of the year. So Fed's saying uh, no cuts on the horizon, but the Fed funds future market is telling you we will most definitely get cuts here in the second half of 2023. So some other news last week on the economic front. On Friday, we received uh, employment reports that were favorable in terms of GDP, but actually unfavorable from an inflation perspective. So non-farm payrolls came in above expectations. This was at least the ninth consecutive month where the actual number came in above consensus. Consensus uh, was for 180,000 new jobs added last month. It came in at 253, so job market still appears very strong. Also on Friday last week, we had average hourly earnings that were disclosed. That came in stronger than expected. There was a month-over-month gain of a half a percent 
versus consensus expectations of 0.3. So again, those two data points are not favorable towards the inflation discussion. Uh, in terms of GDP expectations for the second quarter, again, the first quarter came in at 1.1%. I think we might have mentioned last week that there were reasons why it was probably a little stronger than that, and that was really the inventory correction we had from the fourth quarter to the first quarter. But bottom line, we're tracking where the Atlanta Federal Reserve expects the second quarter. They started last week at 1.7% increase, which thought was a little high. But because of the data points we talked about last week, the Federal Reserve, the jobs added, the wage increases, the Atlanta Federal Reserve took their expectation up to 2.7% growth in the second quarter. Now, that uh, hardly moved inflation expectations, at least the barometer that we look at, which is the 10-year Treasury break-even. That was up only three basis points last week to a very low level still of 2.21% expected inflation average over the next 10 years. So the last thing from last week uh, to talk about is S&P earnings. Now, the first quarter earnings from uh, the S&P 500 companies, that is almost done. 85% of the companies have reported earnings for the first quarter. And out of that 85%, 79% of the companies that have reported, they beat EPS estimates. So that's better than the five-year average of 77% better than the 10-year average of 73%. So because uh, the earnings came in not as bad as feared, actually much better than feared, uh, the expectation now is that full first quarter earnings for the S&P 500 will decrease year over year 2.2%, which sounds bad. But when we started the quarter, the expectation was it would be down nearly 7%. So S&P earnings holding in much better than most analysts expected. So how did the market respond to the news last week? U.S. equities, uh, they were down, but led, definitely led by a decline in value stocks. Value stocks, which we love, uh, they, the indexes have lagged year-to-date due to both a rotation from last year. As you may recall, last year, value did extremely well versus growth. So some rotation back to growth, but also because value indexes do have a lot of financials in them, and in particular, regional banks and regional banks as we know since the silicon valley bank uh, failure back in march have been under price pressure in terms of their stocks so international stocks last week they were pretty much flat uh, both emerging markets in china though were up a little bit about a half a percent on both of those indexes and u.s fixed income was also flat last week with the bloomberg u.s aggregate bond index down five basis points so this upcoming week, in terms of um, economic data points, five that we're watching, uh, out of those five significant data points, four of them are inflation-related. So on Wednesday, we get CPI, extremely important, of course. Expectation is, month over month, the CPI to be up 0.4%. Uh, in March uh, versus February, uh, it was up only 0.1%. So an increase, the expected increase up to 0.4% month over month. I do want to point out what the CPI trend looks like. So I have a chart just going back to last year. The CPI peaked in June last year at 9.1%. Now, I use this chart because I know many investors, I read a lot of analyst reports, just lamenting the fact that inflation is so sticky and it hasn't come down. Well, it hasn't come down to the 2% level that the Federal Reserve targets 
But it has uh, the decline uh, monthly is uh, somewhat surprising, maybe impressive. So last June, 9.1% CPI. And since then, every month we have had a tick down. So last month, month of March, full month, uh, year over year, CPI was up 5%. Again, it peaked in June last year, year over year up 9.1%. So we're definitely seeing progress, maybe not fast enough for some. Uh, also on Wednesday or on Wednesday, we see the CPI core for April. That is also expected to be up 0.3% uh, in month of April. That was up 0.4% in March. Thursday, we get the PPI, the producer price index. That is expected to be up 0.3%. Surprisingly, uh, month of March was very low. In fact, it was deflationary. It was down 0.5%. On Thursday, PPI core as well. That is expected to be up modestly 0.3%. Uh, the month of March, that was down 0.1%. Last data point for this week is the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. The May expectation is um, the consensus is 62.9. It was 63.5 last month. I would say when you take a look at the chart uh, of this index, it really hit rock bottom last June down at 50 and has rebuilt pretty strongly, not linearly, but pretty strongly since that point. Again, uh, month of March, it was at 63.5. Expected to come in right about 63 for the month of April. So that's it for the economic update for this week. Thank you very much for your attendance. Look forward to seeing you next week.